Welcome, Digital Difference Makers. Today with me, I have Patrick Galang, Sales Consultant and Manager. Welcome, Patty. Hey, hey, Jared. Thanks for having us, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for coming on, man. Yeah. We've known each other for a while, and it's, uh, I'm keen mm. to sort of get into your story and, and what you're doing now. But for the people that don't know you just yet, do you want to just give a quick intro into who you are and what you do? Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Um, yeah, look, I, I um, started in the online space back in 2019, coming off sort of corporate sales management, um, where, yeah, we work with coaches, consultants, agencies to get them off, uh, you know, doing the end-to-end -end sales and putting a team in place to be able to scale, uh, basically duplicate themselves and help manage and run that uh, that sales team. So uh, that's that's kind of the main thing that uh, we're really focused on right now and, uh, yeah, we've got a I've got a pretty wide range of clients uh, from different industries, different niches as well. So uh, that's kind of the that's kind of our main scoop. Where where do people have to typically be when they're sort of like looking to get off the calls? Because I know there's a lot of people that want to get off the calls earlier than they should. When's the yeah. time that you <laughs> sort of go, okay, it's you're probably ready. Yeah, look, it's it's really case by case. I mean, that sounds cliche, but uh, it, it what what it's really dependent on is is not so much like revenue numbers or anything like that. Uh, it's it's really the volume uh, of leads that you've got coming and how dialed in your marketing is. But to, look, just a general rule of thumb: uh, a couple of things with the offer itself is that it needs to be validated. It needs to be proven. So people got to want your offer, uh, and you have to have been able to get a result. Uh, for people, you know, so that others can have the belief to be able to sell it uh, or set appointments uh, for for your offer. So as long as you've got that at the beginning, uh, and you're consistently able to, you know, replicate results, and you've got a really good uh, and consistent lead gen channel, doesn't have to be many, just one solid one uh, that you can consistently bring, you know, people into your business into calls, then that's that's a good indication to you know, start looking into it, start looking into, you know, who can take over these uh, these sort of tasks and sales calls and uh, appointment setting. Uh, so that's typically when you can start looking at it. Now, whether or not you should do it at that point, uh, you know, we sort of go and, and, and do a bit of an audit to, to get our opinion on it. Um, but, you know, we've got clients that are doing 50K a month, uh, 250k a month there are some solopreneurs that are doing 100k months you know without too much of an issue so um so that that's kind of the, some of the the metrics and the parameters that you want to have a look at uh, but also you know like you could be you could have some really good plans on what you, you're going to invest in the business to grow it uh as well and 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 have a, a sales force to be able to handle that um as well so but whichever way you do, you, you kind of want to hand off one piece at a time, not the whole thing uh, in one go. It is the lifeblood of your business at the end of the day. Uh, and if you're pretty good at it, um, you know, I know that for most solo entrepreneurs, letting that function go is is pretty hard. <laughs> so, yeah, because I, I suppose there are probably a lot of people that go, I mean, I know that there's a lot of coaches that like, they're pretty, they want to hand off the calls, but they also want to hand off the lead gen too and they kind of want to hire like an appointment setter and a closer and one that's going to find the leads and close them for them so like i yeah. suppose if, maybe for people that don't know what the 
difference is between like a, an appointment setter and a salesperson. Would you have some yeah. clarity around that? Yeah, there's definitely a difference. Even in the the appointment setter space, there's a, there's uh, people use them or have different expectations from them. Uh, when we say salesperson, typically we're talking about you know a closer, somebody who will take a sales call, and that's kind of like the transactional part of it. Uh, appointment setting kind of comes under a couple of things. One is whether or not you know they take on inbound leads to then convert them into bookings, um, outbound uh, you know strategies for people already on your lead list who have opted in, um, and then there's the other side of it where it's more around uh, actually generating leads, so cold outreach, cold outbound, uh, people who who are not necessarily uh, in your space uh, already. Uh, I think that's where the difference. I think that's where the difference is. That's really where uh, the spread of, you know, where it crosses over to not really being a uh, an appointment setter as such, but somebody who's actually generating leads. Do you know? That? So I think that's that's the biggest difference is, you know, where, where most people I think make a mistake is where they uh, have somebody who's an appointment setter trying to generate leads, trying to generate cold uh, leads who's not necessarily in your space. I think that's a... That's a different story altogether. Um, it's a different skill set. Uh, it's more marketing than actual sales. Yeah. Uh, I think is the big difference there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I suppose people can sometimes get a bit confused with the two there, because I mean, I, I know there's a lot of people that when they're looking at like who they want to work with, they're still pretty broad, and it's kind of like you know we can help everyone and. You know, all you need yeah. to do is just just go find us people, and that, that's pretty hard for like a sales well, an appointment setter to then go and find and almost create your you know ideal client. Like, I mean, even a marketing mm -hmm. agency struggles with that and has to do a lot of work with someone to figure that out. So, like, I suppose, yeah. what are the things that people should be considering before they look at getting appointed so do they need to have a marketing agency do they or do they need to be like hire someone that's like got the leads coming through already you know what, what kind of things should they have in place yeah i think it's all about this the you know sort of the setup um that that you have i mean i think if you've got a, a an organic only channel uh, that has to be really dialed in, you know, to keep things consistent uh, because, uh, you know, with most organic, you're not necessarily spending money on on ads to, to create the traffic, but you're spending a lot on time, whether that's your time or someone else's time. Uh, so, you know, to get proper volume, uh, you know, via organic methods, it just you just need a big audience to be able to do it. Um, if you're going to get somebody else on there, you can have a pretty successful um, you know, successful business running organically without a lot of volume, you just have high conversions. But if you want to scale for other people to be be part of it, you just need that uh, on an organic uh, sort of presence. The other thing that, um, you know, if you're doing everything organically is typically as the business owner, you, you've got the authority, like you're the person that everyone goes to. Uh, so having somebody else then, you know, uh, do the appointment setting uh 
on your behalf as you know as a standalone person not not acting like you know the person in in uh, that's the influencer um it just doesn't carry as much as much weight and authority do you know what i mean like you have to yeah. build that person's profile to be able to do that um so you know if if you if you're in an organic play right now um you know you have to just make sure some of these things are in place now if you're driving traffic through you know paid sources whether you've got an agency or you're doing it yourself doesn't really matter um but you know if you've got that dialed in and you've got consistent you know people opting in not necessarily booking appointments but just opting in you know consuming your your content uh whether you drive them to a facebook group or you drive them straight to you know a booking funnel then now someone else has or an appointment setter uh, other than yourself has an opportunity to be able to have conversations with these people uh, because they've opted in under their own premise, uh, you know, under their own investigation. And it's, it's a bit easier uh, conversation to have. So, you know, setting up something like that, making sure that at least you're in that period, you know, you can start to work towards that. Uh, having somebody else be able to take over all those things. Cause it'll come to a point where, you know, if your, your organic is good and, and look, most, most of the successful, um, you know, ad strategies out there come off the back of really good organic uh, presence anyway, or at least, um, you know, like I said before, like a proven concept um, that you have. So, you know, when you're setting yourself up for that, at some point in time, if your ads are firing, you're not going to be able to handle it anyway, you know? So, uh, and then once you're in that position, you hand off the appointment setting piece and then look to hire out for the closing pieces of your of your process. So it's probably the safer way of doing it. Make sure you still got revenue, you're still profitable in that way before you start doing it. Um, but I mean, if you're if you're firing under all those channels and you know you've really got good traffic, uh, bringing on somebody who can convert that traffic, then it works a lot better. It's good for the appointment center too because then they've got stuff to work off pretty much straight away, you know, um, and, the, and they can be hired for what they're intended to be there for, you know, otherwise you'll get another agency to be able to generate leads for you and get traffic that way. So that's what I reckon is a good, um, you know, is a good premise to go off for sure. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, once like someone brings in an appointment setter and a salesperson, there's a fair bit of training, and managing that needs to that's involved there and i know that's a it's a lot of what you're doing at the moment what kind of things because some people probably think that they can just hire an appointment setter or hire a closer and that person is just knows what to do you know so like suppose to give some clarity around what it takes to to manage a team and give those guys like the support they need like what what kind of things do you take on and, and do when you're working with a client yeah so when you're getting um you know when you've got good traffic sources uh and you're getting a lot of data uh, a, a lot of the management is just around data management you know uh, where the leads come in what happens with the lead make sure that they're looked after um you know all the way from not just booking the appointment but you know, through the confirmation phase, getting the person to close. And then what happens after it, whether they buy or not, you know, what sort of happens um, through the lead. So a lot of the times when, you know, when we sort of come in, 
the, the main things we're looking at really is just the just the CRM, for example, you know, and just managing that, making sure that the, the appointment center and the closers looking in the right places, um, looking at the people who they can have conversations with, looking at the people that, you know, should be in their calendars, who shouldn't be in their calendars, just as importantly, uh, and, and making sure that they're talking to people so that they're efficient, you know, in their time and their, their energy as well. So, you know, we do a lot of that at the beginning of spend a lot of time just looking at CRM, how people are moving through the different stages. Um, because, you know, like a lot of the closes, I mean, the ideal scenario is that you open your calendar and then, you know, appointments are popping in there. But there is a bunch of um, admin stuff that needs to be done too, so that, you know, from a marketing perspective, you know, like they, the, the business owner can see what's happening with the leads as they come as they come in and out of the pipeline. So, uh, I mean, I've been, I've jumped in teams where the pipelines just not looked after as far as the CRM is concerned. And you're trying to get a closer to start going for it or an appointment setter to start generating appointments. And it's just, you know, they're talking to people that's just not qualified. They shouldn't be there. They didn't opt in. Like there's a lot of that messiness that sort of happens. Um, and that part's unfortunate because then that just, that might take a week or two for them to try to figure out. And by that time they'd lost patience and then they're, they're moving on, you know? So um, that's definitely not a situation you want to be in. Uh, but also, you know, sometimes you need these guys, girls to like clean up the system too, right. To talk to the leads and kind of figure out, you know, who's who inside of it. Um, so, you know, that's typically the first thing that we have a look at is see where the opportunities are. Uh, if we're working with really good closers and appointment setters, there's not a lot of training that needs to happen because they already know how to do it. It's just onboarding them on the systems and making sure that, you know, we're onboarding them to make the most out of the leads that's already there. So, you know, and product knowledge, everything else like that is is quite simple to do once we know, um, you know, the type, of, the type of people, the type of audience we're dealing with. Um, so yeah, that's typically where we'd spend most of the time, especially at the beginning, try to find where the quick cash is uh, yeah. that we can really get into, you know? Yeah, yeah for sure. And then, I, I know the tracking something that most people just despise, you know, the idea of, you know, an extra admin task seems horrible. I mean, I remember when, um, and we had one of our biggest months purely because, you know, a while back purely because, we just looked at the data and did more of the things that were working well. Um, and I remember clients, because we were talking about it with clients and clients were asking, how did it happen? What did you do? What was this like, you know, magic trick that happened? It was like, we just, because we tracked the numbers, we could see what we were doing, what we needed to do more of to move more people through. You know, it was, it was as simple as that really. Um, but I think people don't really, we get that conceptually, but they but don't like want to do it yeah, ourselves. It set up systems around yeah. it. Like <laughs> I'm sure you probably you probably cleaned up a fair few really just like desert lands, nothing going on mm. kind of thing before. I'm sure. Yeah, 
Yeah, I've seen some good, really good ones where, you know, there's been like 100 appointments booked and there's only really three that's new or, you know, mm. <laughs> which is which is fine. I've just got to tidy it up to, so that when someone comes in, it's it's easy to look at and they can see where they're, they're going to be able to make their sales. Um, and, you know, look, some people, they operate pretty, I mean, whether that's on, on a spreadsheet or uh, in a CRM, active campaign, GHL, like it doesn't close any of those platforms it doesn't really matter uh, as long as you have a way to track somebody's journey through the process uh, is I think it's just as important you know we've had some makeshift um, Google you know Google Sheets as the CRM and just kind of move each person through process just as effective it's what what works is the one that people use the most you know so and and with a lot of tracking and stuff like that um, like really what it is is the data that goes into it is the data that you're going to get out, you know? So if there's crap that's in it, then that's exactly what's going to come out of it. So, um, but in, in saying that too, um, you know, sometimes people track really well uh, and, and have things a bit all over the place, but they just have notes and they keep stuff like that. Um, you know, I know a lot of business owners that that do things like that and it works for them. It's just if you start bringing other people in, they're just not going to be able to read your mind and then you'll end up spending more time trying to explain it, you know, rather than just being able to move on and hand it off. So um, that's where it pays to, especially when your volume isn't there, is to start putting that into practice because, you know, when the volume is not there, you can manage it pretty easy. Um, and as the volume gets gets higher and higher and higher that's when you're really going to thank yourself for setting it up in the first place you know so that's what i reckon when it comes to just management of leads i think that's that's an important piece when you're bringing somebody on is and also like if you don't have it like set as close they can tell you anything like they can tell you how good a day they've had and you're just not going to be able to reference it off anything, right? It's just like, okay, great, you know, clap your hands and uh, say well done. But at the end of the day, if push comes to shove and there's no results, there's no money coming in, then where are you going to where are you going to see it? You know, where are you going to look for it? Where are you going to find it? And then it makes it very very difficult. Um, yeah, one hundred percent, man. Like I remember we had one of our first setters that we ever had. Um, lovely girl did a did a great job. Was always like really good in the business and stuff. And I remember, yeah, I was asking what was going on. We weren't tracking things accurately. Um, you know, one of the key metrics we weren't looking at was how many calls we were actually like offering for people to be able to jump on. Um, so it was like she would come in and say, "I've had a really had a busy day. I've been on like you know talked to lots of people. Just doesn't seem like nothing. I just can't seem to book any calls and." I was like, well, how many people you ask can jump on calls? And it was like that that one thing just made the biggest difference because it was like as soon as we saw that, yeah, well, you're only offering one out of, you know, 100 people that you're talking to to jump on a call. Like, you know, we just found so many more opportunities because we were tracking that and looking at it and it wasn't um, ill intent or anything by her either. I think that's... um. Mm. people can easily look at a team member and think they'd like, um, I don't know, taking you for a ride thinking that they're not <laughs> like that. They've got bad intent. They're not trying. And it's like, they could be trying. They just don't know. Sometimes you just don't know what you don't know. You don't know what to yeah. look for. So like, 
It's funny how yeah, some I think small that's the thing. things. Yeah, I think that you just said it then, you know, sometimes they just don't know what to look for. That's all. Um, and sometimes it's really obvious as, as the business owner for you, it would be pretty obvious, but sometimes for them, it's not, it doesn't stand out in that way. You know, they just, they didn't build the, build the system in the first place. That's why. Um, so that's why they need all the guidance they can get, uh, especially at the beginning. And that's like for the really good people, that's, I mean, it doesn't matter how good they are, but they need that, you know, they need that bit of direction. Um, otherwise you have basically given them a GPS and, you go okay, cool. Punch, punch your own destination into it and see how see what happens. Yeah, I'll meet. That's not really. I'll meet, you, I'll meet you in um. I'll meet you in Melbourne. We'll see where we end up. Just yeah, where? just punch in Melbourne. Melbourne. <laughs> just yeah. punch, I'll see you in punch Melbourne. Punch in Melbourne. I'll see you there. <laughs> yeah, it makes it almost impossible, man. So, yeah, sure. I mean, because even um, I mean, I think about this from like a marketing point of view of how like important it is to like keep it keep everything up to date because it's like well, your, your industry changes, you know, like coaching niche changes all the time. Yeah. There's the time. cause they're constantly being marketed to and, and sold to. So it's like, we can't approach things the same way all the time. Cause like what's working six months ago, isn't working six months from now, but yeah, a year from now. So uh, yeah. I assume it would be similar in like the sales space that like there'd just be, you'd have to kind of adjust things in a similar way, right? Like, and correct me if I'm wrong, but like they just need that like continual improvement, continual like reviewing of things to make sure that, you know, I suppose we're not out of, out of date, you know, we're doing what everyone <laughs> else is doing and it's, people are sick of it you know mm, yeah for sure uh, it depends as well on, on how sophisticated your market gets right um like you said how often your market or how well how saturated the marketing gets for your audience as well um like really it starts with the marketing at, at the end of it so you know when once you've got that continually refreshed and dialed in like your sales process should change uh to sort of meet with it you know so the, like say for example a traditional two call close where you might do a discovery slash triage and then onto a sales call well after a while people in your audience just know what their problems are and they kind of know if they qualify or not and when you're putting them through you know like that triage process it's almost like well just tell me man because i've looked at it already i've looked at all these things and you're not meeting them where they are um and it'll cause you to have more problems like i i know it when i'm when I'm in the buying uh, situation where, and it happened like a few, only a few months ago um, where the the crowd that they were, uh, you know, uh, marketing to like myself, like we see marketing all the time. So I've got a fair idea of whether or not I should even be having a conversation with them. Um, you know, I had three, three different calls. One person basically pitched me on the first call and I ended up going with them just the others took me through a too much of a longer process when I only really wanted to know, you know, this is what I wanted to know and I, and I will just make my decision off it. So, um, whereas, you know, for one of them, they just basically the one call close totally got where I was coming from and it was an easy decision, you know? So sometimes it's like that too. Like you got to adjust where people are at. Sometimes you got to 
you don't need to do appointment setting. You just go straight to a call if that's, you know, if that's what's appropriate. So uh, sometimes people get a little bit stuck on this is how the things have to be done. Um, whereas, you know, you've got to look at the data, you've got to look at the results and see, you know, and what's what's your market doing in general and, and make adjustments to it. Um, so, you know, sometimes we've had clients where we, they would do a traditional two-call close where they would book a discovery call straight to a, straight to the sales call. Um, but rather than doing that, you know, we, we changed it to go straight to a sales call, but there's a triage in between, um, which is just an outbound call, uh, which works um, well, more effectively. It's better use of time and it doesn't clog up the calendar. So, you know, just got to be mindful of that sometimes when you're, um, when you're working your marketing and just things are changing around you, like you said, all the time, right? So it's got to keep up with it on both ends. 100%. I mean, like you, that whole scenario, it's like I can think back to like last time I bought um, a program and it was like, yeah, I knew exactly what I wanted. I was choosing between two people and just one of them just answered the stuff that I needed them to answer. Like I rocked up to that call, like a really easy sale. Um, yeah. they, they, they still go through it. It's like one of their, um, one of the calls that they're really happy with um, to like the community. Cause it like, it was the perfect call for them. But at the same time, like I was really rocking up going, I know exactly like just answer these things for me. And like, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go. Like, this is yeah. all I need to know. You know, I think <laughs> it is, I, I'll be the easiest sale when I know I want to buy. I'm the hardest sell when, you know, mm. I, I'm, I'm just information gathering, you know? And I think that, yeah, yeah you, do, you do have to keep an eye on like, you know, where, where's, where are your people at? Cause you, um, mm. we've got, it's so funny. Like our lower end program is like, almost harder to sell um, in some ways than our higher tier stuff. Uh. That's a different <laughs> type of person. Cause it's just the higher tier stuff. It, we can kind of break down the offer and the person goes, yeah, that's what we need. Cool. Cool. We'll, we'll sort everything out now. Like, you know, we'll do this, this great. So they're, they're telling me, <laughs> how easy we're going to sort everything how out yeah <laughs> the other side's the full like you know sales call we've got to you know, got to qualify you've got to take them through the full journey the cost of inaction everything like that it's just interesting in in that way that you think it would probably be the opposite when you yeah. charge more <laughs> for a different thing that it should be a harder sell so i suppose you know when when you're working with clients and um, they're talking around like do sales people like how does that information come up the line to start to talk about like hey this is what we're noticing on calls and you know maybe we need to do this with the price or anything like that I suppose how, how, how yeah. do you manage that yeah that's a good question man so uh, typically it comes through like it's not so much objections but uh, just the attitude of the calls um and the questions that's being asked for sure it's like when we get to a bunch of calls and it's like oh these guys are like super super problem aware or you know they know what this is they've been shopping around um or you know you said something before sometimes we get a lot more people shopping around 
which means they're starting to see more of other people's offers as well, not just yours. That's why they're shopping around in the first place. Mm. Um, if people are if people are not so problem aware and and you kind of get that out of the call, they're probably not thinking about solutions externally except for the things that they that they that they've been looking at. So um, when we start to get you know a little bit of that, it's just communicated to the marketing team. Hey, this is what we're getting. You know, is that something that can be answered before they get on? To the sales team, um, you know, through content or pre-call content, can can all that be answered? Um, and if if it's not, is that something we can add into our sales process? You know, is it something a conversation that we can add like at the very beginning? And then, like, what happens is the more sophisticated, you know, people get, the shorter and more more direct your questions can be. You know, in the sales calls, you don't have to go through like you know, the whole process step-by-step. Step. Um, and I'm not not saying that you skip parts of it, but, you know, the questions just have to be more directed. Um, and also sometimes you have to just reframe the question to get the same. So, do you know what I mean? Like it's, I think yeah. that's probably more, you know, where we make, make a little bit of the changes. So it's, it's like, as an example, you might have somebody where, um, and it even can be as subtle as this, right? where you're asking people instead of asking people you know you know why is this a problem um you know how long has it been a problem you know which is just your standard standard sales stuff we might throw in instead of saying you know why why do you think this is a problem like in your opinion like what are your thoughts on why this has become this way you know just little subtle things like that where we're getting people's opinions because we know they've been thinking about it so i want to know why you haven't been able to figure it out <laughs> in the first place. So we might yeah. throw things like that. Um, and instead of saying, how long has this been a problem for? We might even change it to, you know, when did you decide that you needed to fix this? Or when did you decide that, you know, or, or how long how long ago did you decide that you wanted to change the way you were doing it? Um, so it's just reframing the questions a little bit that will make a massive difference because they just don't hear it that way. They still hear it like, you know, a lot of the times people just stick to the, the normal way. They just keep asking the same question and there's and then the more people jump on sales calls you know the more pros, the more your prospects chop around and jump on sales calls they'll just have an automated response for everything you know and at the end of it they're going to say they need to think about it or need to compare this and then compare that um if you just change sometimes the languaging and the the way that you ask questions that that in itself will make a massive massive impact it's be like oh um yeah i i guess i decided at this time that this was the case and then now they're in a you know, different frame of mind. And, um, you know, that's that's typically where the changes are made if it's going to be very subtle. It's just in the way that we ask the questions. Still the same though, you know, you still want to get uh, people's goals, their pain points and do you know what I mean? Like all the yeah. cost of not doing anything. Uh, but it just has a different meaning to it when you ask in different ways. So that's kind of how we do it when we make changes. Yeah, yeah 100%, which... Obviously, that's pretty time-consuming from the business owner's point of view. But if you're not like those, those little changes, if you're not making them, can just cost you the sale. Like, you know, if you jump on, I've I've definitely jumped on calls before where I was very keen, and the person just sounded exactly like the last person I just got off the call with. You know, like all the questions were exactly the same, and it's like I know we've got, like. I, like I'm with you, like the structure stays the same, but 
if it's almost like they've both been given the same script, it's yeah, you you don't sort of get off that call <laughs> going. You're not going through that call going. Fuck, this is enjoyable. This feels engaging. It's like you know, oh, mm. he, here we go again. I suppose, particularly yeah. when it's yeah, if you've been on lots of sales calls and it's you don't want to be like the last guy because the last guy didn't close <laughs> and you, that could be because <laughs> you didn't have a good experience with them. So, you know, I suppose yeah. for a lot of people, it's, um, it's not just, um, having a sales structure and going, this is, we'll send you the leads and here's how to pitch it and, and off you go. You really do have to come back into it and, and review like mm. you're saying. And look, yeah. man, for, for yourself, like, you've been doing this for a fair while you've um, helped with recruiting and stuff before. And now you're managing teams and like, what's, what's the 10, 15 year vision for you? What's the impact you're looking to have through, through the biz? Yeah, I think like it's very personal. Um, business itself is kind of built around, uh, you know, family and lifestyle. That's, that's really what's, probably the more important thing and this is why why I do it is um so that I can have the time to spend how I want to spend it it's um not necessarily it's, it's funny because everyone chases different things although they say kind of the same this is the goal this is the goal um like you know for for me it's not the never really been about chasing like revenue goals or anything like that it's just how much time can I you know, how much time have I got at my disposal and still be able to, you know, like live comfortably and, and live on the sort of income that, you know, like that, that we want to as well. Um, so I think, you know, at least over the next 10 years to be able to build this to a point where a, a lot of the, and I, and I kind of think about it this way, you know, because we're pretty hands-on in the way we do things now. Um, so it's for us it's just figuring out how to scale to somewhat unscalable, you know, and, and the only way, and one of the main things to do that is through people, because that's, that's the business that we're in. We're very much a people business, you know, it's not necessarily just sales and, you know, uh, putting systems in place and procedures and all that sort of stuff. It's, it's really about how do we get the maximum out of people inspiring and motivating other people to then go and inspire and motivate other people. So um, that that's kind of the, the the main vision is to be able to build that. Uh, but yeah, with always with, you know, sort of family first, time first mentality, you know, um, I think that's probably the biggest thing. That's what I'd like to be in the next 10 years is if I'm still doing this, it's only for a select few clients and um, yeah, spending more time away from work than, you know, than working on it. Uh, or in it, you know, one of the two. So yeah, that's one hundred percent. That's the big like, picture thing. I like that, man. I think time is. Um, everyone knows how big of a time is of a resource, but I don't think I still think there's a lot of people that um, well, they go chasing revenue goals, um, really get stuck in the business, particularly in the field that we're in. Like, um, coaches and consultants, it's very easy to set up a business that revolves around you um which means if anything that happens we're, we're stuck you know so i think mm. um yeah realizing people power and helping other people get 
the right people in as well. Like if you can build out a, people are building out sales teams like that gives them a business that can be sold if they need to, mm. or it, like relatively should be able to be run without them later mm. on, you know? So I think that's, that's a really powerful thing there. If anyone wants to get in contact with you after this, Pat, where, where's the best place to do that? Yeah. If you're, if you're watching this on Facebook, um, yeah, probably my Facebook profile is the best way uh, to hit me in the DMs. But otherwise, you know, on uh, our website, uh, which is settersncloses.com, that's probably the best uh, place to check out. You know, there's a lot, lot of ways to get in contact, book a call or even start a chat um, with us on there. Um, that's, yeah, that's probably the best. That's where I spend most of my time anyway on social media. We're still on the one channel uh you know one one lead gen system uh for the last oh well over over 12 months now so uh i'll branch off to others at some point spend some time on other <laughs> other platforms well, hopefully they'll else. be able to they'll be able to find them through the website either way later on down the track when you add them in but um i'll, yeah. I'll add those things to the show notes so people can um find you there man but thank you for very sure, much man. for coming on and sharing your story yeah, and, no and talking sales it was really informative i appreciate it man Fun to chat with you, Joe, all the time, man.